Welcome to the Business of You podcast. I'm your host, Belinda, and I'm an intuitive business mentor. We are going to be talking all things strategy, intuition, human design, and gene keys so that you can have a business that is quintessentially you, designed by you, for you, to achieve your very own version of success. Today's episode is about um, our quest for efficiency and success and whether that's causing us to create offers that don't really support our satisfaction but rather support um, maybe our bank account or our outward success Um, and it's really more of a conversational type vibe, a one person book club type thing because I have been reading a really wonderful book called I Didn't Do the Thing Today by Madeline Dorr and it's a beautiful book. It's about letting go of productivity guilt and as I've been reading it I've been jotting down some thoughts and when I did a post on Instagram recently about kind of the myth scam of productivity I was kind of overwhelmed by um the support that post got, that it was shared multiple times, that it was saved multiple times, and that, you know, people were like, yes, I love this, this is the thing. So I'm clearly not the only person who's like thinking about this stuff, right? So let's let's talk it out. If you're if you're listening and you wanna send me a DM on Instagram at Better Than Busy, let's continue the conversation. As I was reading this book, I really started to think that Actually, you know, a lot of what drives us to create um, packages and service offerings that may not really support our satisfaction or even our well-being is this driver to achieve success, this driver to be efficient. So we're kind of driven towards a creating a package that we think will make us more time, help us to spend less hours or you know something that's kind of a proven formula and i'm using kind of dorky quotation marks with this you know it's a proven strategy so that we don't have to lose the time that it would take to kind of try something out that's a little bit different and discover that it doesn't work and then have failed again in dorky quotation marks because it didn't make the money or do the thing that we thought it should do So I really want you to reflect on that, like how many of your offers were created um, in that drive for efficiency or success, even if there was a little part of you that was like, I don't know if this is how I really want to do it, but I think that this will save me time or make me more money or it will minimize the risk of losing time by kind of adapting to something that's kind of tried and true. And I can tell you, absolutely, I have done that. And I'll be completely honest here. Um, Last year, maybe, I created what was intended as a small group program. And it was created because, and you know, it was about my energy levels. That's true. But also, I was like, well, I really want to make this amount of money and I really want to make it in this amount of hours. Therefore, I will do this as a small group program. Now, doing it as a small group program probably didn't 
really float my boat all that much but I was like no this makes sense this is how I should do it I ran the launch and it sold nada zero zip okay um and you know as I was reflecting on this I was like okay is that part of it was did I create that purely from that drive for efficiency um and was that something that was out of alignment with my human design? I wasn't really um, so focused on my human design at that point. Maybe it was even longer ago than last year. Who can remember anymore? Um, but it wasn't, you know, I'm a sacral manifesting generator. So, you know, following that passion and that sacral lead from a human design perspective is really a good way for me to have you know the support of the universe um, for one of a better phrase so I have definitely done it um, I've definitely done webinars etc where it was created very much because I thought it might be an efficient way to do something or the topic was a thing that I thought it was an efficient thing to do the topic because I thought this is the thing that people want but it wasn't actually very exciting for me to do it. I remember doing one about how to get your first 200 email subscribers. Yes, I could do it. I could teach people how to get 200 email subscribers, but you know, was that really what I wanted to do? Um, you know, I've definitely, definitely. So I'm just putting my hand up here to say I have definitely created things from a place with a drive for efficiency, productivity, success, rather than a drive to do something um, to nurture myself or my creativity or my joy. And it really got me reflecting, you know, reading this book has really gotten me reflecting on this idea that we're measuring success um, based on time saved or money made, like an external metric rather than, you know, the satisfaction that we feel in ourselves or the impact that we've made, the lessons that we've learned. And so when we're measuring the success of an offer that we've created, a package that we've created, a service that we deliver, we're usually measuring its success from that, how much money does it make? How efficiently can I deliver it? Rather than how much do I like delivering this product? How much does delivering this service actually light me up and help me to go about the rest of my day feeling like I'm doing something really good with my day and with my life and, you know, with the impact that I'm having on the world? And again, I'm totally guilty of this. Not guilty, totally owning that I have done this myself where I've looked at things um, that I've tried in my business and gone, well, that didn't work because it didn't make the money that I wanted. It was actually way more time consuming than I thought rather than going, okay, that was, that was really cool. It didn't make the money that I wanted, but I did really enjoy it. I did see that I have this skill set. I did see that I want to work on this element of my skills and then being able to look at it and go, okay, this is cool. This is a starting place. And what can I learn from it? And how can I use this experience to create something better in my business and better in that it supports us and it makes our business more sustainable because it supports us as people? Um, and I think that, you know, that's a metric of success that we're so often overlooking. And that is part of what can make our businesses so overwhelming. Um, it can make our businesses feel really frustrating 
Um, and you know my favorite word, it can make us feel kind of grindy, right? And I'm not saying that money isn't a metric to measure the success of our services by because lordy lord knows, you know, girls got to eat, you know, I'm, I'm a mum, I've got a mortgage, I've got kids school fees, I've got basketball fees, you know, there are bills to pay. But I think that, you know, once we reach a certain point, really, once we reach a certain point, how much more money do we need in order to be, you know, successful or to have enough, right? And so then we're still measuring um, our metrics by how much money, how much time, when really once we've reached that point of having enough, do we still need to continue measuring with the same metrics? Or can we go, hey, cool, yes, this is profitable, this makes money, this allows, you know, this gives me the financial support that I need. How can I um, expand on that with having having it give me satisfaction? How can I expand on that by having it support my own health and well-being and wellness, right? I just think this is such an important thing that we're overlooking at the moment. Okay, so going back to, you know, this whole idea of is efficiency and success draining our satisfaction? Um, you know, one, I really, as I've been reflecting on this, I'm really thinking a lot about, okay, you know, using these tried and true, allegedly, um, formulas that, you know, people online sell, we think that we can create this version of success in a quicker time, right? We're making it more efficient to get to, um, whatever we're calling success, right? Um, and, one of the lines that is written in this book that I am reading, I Didn't Do the Thing Today by Madeline Dore, D-O-R-E. Um, I wrote this down. By requesting someone else's how-to manual, I was overlooking the need for me to navigate my own life. And another one that I wrote down is, we can't expect to recreate the same recipe when we don't have the same ingredients. So our quest for efficiency to get to, say, you know, 100, 200,000 in the fastest time possible, which is what we're all taught that, you know, we should be doing or else there's something wrong with us. And if we use this, you know, proven formula, we will be able to create the success. We're really overlooking the fact that, you know, we're living our own lives. Therefore, we've all got something different that we're working towards, or really we all should have something different that we're working towards. And we most certainly don't all have the same ingredients to make the same recipe. And I think the other thing to look at there is that we don't even have the same ingredients that we had, you know, two or three years ago. So again, I come back to this, you know, I can try to, I've, I've talked before, I'm quite sure about the fact that before I was diagnosed with cancer, I was working four days a week in my day job and I got to the point where I was, you know, having four and five thousand dollar months in my business and to do that, I was running um, like three day challenges and I would sell my intensive package and then a lot of those people upgraded to working with me longer term. And I have tried to go back and use that same recipe again to create the same dish, but now I have different ingredients. You know, so if our ingredients are like 
time, you know, these are the biggest resources as I see it, time, money, skills, energy, right? These are the big resources that I think are available to us. And, you know, they're also the ingredients that we can put in. Now, I still have the same skills. Um, I have less energy available. I probably actually have less time because I have less energy. And I have less financial resource as well because I work less hours in my job. Um, I have higher living expenses, which I think, you know, like 99% of us do. Have you done the groceries lately? Um, So, you know, I've got different ingredients available to me now. Um, I guess life experience could be an ingredient and I've sure as heck got got a little bit more life experience under my belt than I did a couple of years ago, but I've got different ingredients now. I physically cannot put those same ingredients back into the dish. So I can't expect to recreate this exact same thing, right? And then the question becomes, do I even want to recreate the exact same thing? Because my expectations of what I want from my days now and the impact that I want to have on this earth is actually a little bit different to what it was a few years ago, right? I have faced my mortality. I am very aware that, you know what, like, the cancer still being in my body is a possibility, a limited possibility. Yes, very small, but that is a chance. And it is a chance that I live with every single day of my life. The chance that I may not actually be here for my children in their teenage years. Now that's a bit of a morbid conversation, but it's also definitely an ingredient that was not going into this recipe Um a few years ago. So in my trying to create efficiency by, you know, trying to recreate this recipe that I was using in my business a few years ago, I'm using the I'm using different ingredients now. So I'm not going to, you know, I can't really expect to recreate that same recipe and have those same results and have it taste the same to me as it did a few years ago. Hi there, just a brief interruption to let you know that you can actually download your human design chart on my website. Go to www.betterthanbusy.com slash human design chart, download your chart and then come back and follow along with the discussions over here. And also while you're there, once you download that chart, you'll be given the option of downloading a leadership report as well which is a great way to help you to incorporate your leadership skills through your human design into your business. Alrighty, now back to the show. Likewise, I can look to some of my favorite coaches and Insta gurus and, you know, whoever else in the industry that I'm in, and I can look to them and go, ooh, I want to recreate what you've got. Like, I love that thing. And there are definitely people who I've worked with who I would love to recreate what they have, right? I'm just like, yeah, that sounds cool. But also, I've got a different set of ingredients, right? (laughs) Not many of them are coming out the other side of a cancer diagnosis and treatment. Um, You know, not many of them have, you know, I certainly don't have the same skill set that they're taking into their business. I don't have the same corporate experience. I don't have the same financial resources. I don't have the same energy resources. 
I don't have the same life responsibilities. Um, you know, in some ways that definitely works in my favor. In some ways, you know, I may have more responsibilities, but it is not the same thing. So trying to create efficiency by taking someone else's model, including our past selves model, is not efficient. And not only is it not efficient, but it's also not contributing to our satisfaction. And it's also kind of selling ourselves short a little bit. So um, the thing that I've certainly seen through my corporate career was um, an organization that decided that the most efficient way of doing something was to you know, allocate work in a certain way that meant one person was doing all of these things, right? And every single person had to do all of these same things in a particular area. Now, the problem with that, right? So they had decided this was the most efficient way to do it. And in some areas of the organization, that was the most efficient way to do it, right? But in other areas of the organization, it really wasn't the most efficient way. And not only was it not the most efficient way, it was very inefficient, but it also led to huge employee dissatisfaction because by having everyone do the same thing in in, in different areas um, without going too far into it, it meant that no one was working to their own unique skill set. It meant that no one was focused on an area of things that they really enjoyed. And so while every person might have had one thing that they were doing in their job that they quite liked or they were good at, they also had like nine things that they weren't very good at. Whereas when the work had been um, allocated differently, most people were getting, you know, 80% of their day was the work that they enjoyed and they were good at. And 20% was um, the bit that they didn't enjoy or weren't good at. So what that led to was the inefficiency because people weren't as good at the work they were doing and also big employee dissatisfaction. Um, what is it they call it when you're there, but you're not really there? Presenteeism. Um, so people were there, but they weren't really. People were taking more sick leave, um, you know, and all of these sorts of things that meant it just wasn't creating the efficiencies and success that they thought that it would create. All right. So I've kind of enjoyed my one woman book club here talking about, you know, everything that's come up for me as I've read this book. I really do recommend it to you. I haven't even finished reading it, guys. This was just like what I got from the first section of it, the thoughts that are bubbling up for me. So it's called I Didn't Do the Thing Today um, on Letting Go of Productivity Guilt. And it's by Madeline Dore, M-A-D-E-L-E-I-N-E, surname D-O-R-E. Um, so have a look for that book. But what I would love to encourage you to do is bring this into your consciousness. So think about some of the, you know, if you've got a package that you're working with and particularly if you're, you're struggling with it in terms of not necessarily in terms of delivering it, but in terms of how it feels to deliver it, if you're having trouble to show up for it, if you're kind of dreading showing up for it in the day, have a think about, okay, how much of this was designed from an efficiency and success perspective as opposed to a satisfaction perspective? And if you're creating something new, be quite mindful when you're considering your success metrics 
as to what, you know, what will be the success metrics that you take onto it? Will it be, you know, that satisfaction element? How willing are you to, in quotes, fail in order to find something that feels good, you know, and and be mindful of it, you know, as you design it, ask yourself, am I doing this because I think it's going to be efficient or successful? Am I doing this, you know, am I using someone else's recipe that, you know, I don't really have the ingredients for? And we're going to have a whole other conversation about you're kind of selling yourself short because you don't get to release kind of your own magical, unique set of skills and passions and um, life experience when when you're, you know, just kind of going for efficiency and, and using someone else's design. But just I, my challenge to you, my opportunity for you with this podcast today is really to just get mindful on these things. And if you want to have this conversation, come over on Instagram at Better Than Busy. I'm just, this stuff just really gets my geek on. Um, I love it. It's so fascinating to me. Um, All right. Thanks for sticking with me. And I look forward to talking to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Business of You podcast. Come and chat with me on Instagram at Better Than Busy and ask me your questions. Tell me what you loved about this episode. And if you want to help assist out and share this on Instagram, tell the world what you loved about this episode, tag me. You can also subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast player and leave a review. 